Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Didn't even care that Thursday night football wasn't a good game. Did not. Because we made it. It was the public darling dominating, so if you have a Bill Super Bowl future, there's a lot of those floating around you were pretty pleased to see. And if uh, you were willing to lay the two and a half points, also very happy. Seemed like a home game out there at the Rams. Uh, for the next five months, if the question's where's dad, the answer's in the basement, at least in my house or wherever you end up watching the games. I'm sure uh, for you guys, many of you, it's uh, the same situation. If you are into the sports betting coverage, you get here weekly on early odds. I've got some good news for you. Around this time tomorrow, I'll be on another show discussing betting NFL games, including the Bears, every single Sunday right here on The Score. Bet MGM Game Day debuts tomorrow and airs 7 to 10 a.m. Sunday mornings on the BetQL network, which you can find on the Odyssey app, YouTube, Twitch, and 105.9 FM HD2, 105.9 FM HD2, uh, to name a few spots. The first two hours from 7 to 9, will be carried live right here on 670 The Score. It's myself, NFL insider Jason LaConfora, and betting analyst Devin Caney. So you're stuck with me seven days a week. Now Saturday and Sunday mornings right here on The Score. Early odds, 8 a.m. on Saturdays. That continues. What We just started this show here. And bet MGM game day, 7 a.m. every Sunday morning. All right. Enough uh, self-promotion. All right, one more. Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski, at Joe Ostrowski. That's where you can send me your feedback. To help you get set for this first Sunday, Monday of the NFL season, we bring in our friend Ian McMillan, senior editor over at BetSided. I joined his show the other day ahead of the Thursday night football game. It was a lot of fun. Ian's all over the place. He's got Vegas Insider, The Hammer, Bacon Bets Podcast. Follow him on Twitter, at Ian 
Mac bets. And Ian, uh, we've got to knock out the number one story of the week in betting. It feels like what the NFL did is uh, they just, they said, let's create a little bit of chaos. And yeah, we had a couple of really good teams playing on Thursday, but they decided to put all the good teams on the road. And that's why we have so many home dogs, 10 of them. And that seems to be the number one talking point of the week. Yeah, I, I did notice that looking through the lines. I think it is pretty strange, a lot of home underdogs. But to be honest, I'm not really letting it scare me too, too much and taking a couple of road favorites. I don't value home field advantage as much as some other people do, especially in recent years. Uh, we've seen that kind of dwindle uh, a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. So it is certainly strange uh, for, for the opening week, though. That is something that stood out to me that, yes, we have so many home dogs, but last year, road teams in the NFL, very successful. In fact, over the last couple of years, that has been the case. And something that we have learned, the old standby, home field, three points, uh-uh. That's not the case. Unless you're talking about your outlier situations like Monday night, say, with uh, Seattle welcoming Russell Wilson back home in uh, his first game with the Broncos, like that atmosphere is going to be just off the chain. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, you bump up home field in spots like that, or you go to Arrowhead, Buffalo. Certainly, I'm fine with that. But I think we've learned that there are a lot of spots in the NFL, like the Chargers, like the Commanders, where home field is almost nothing. So let's not overreact to that. Yeah, for sure. You said it. you kind of have to treat it on a base by base, game by game basis for sure. But yeah, that old rule of uh, the home team gets three points. Certainly, I don't think the case mm-hmm. much anymore. I, I look at it as like a point and a half, maybe. Uh, but also, yeah, like you said, it kind of you have to treat it on a game by game basis. All right. I don't know if you have a strong play here, maybe a teaser possibility, but uh, we are on 670 the score in Chicago. So I feel like we have to start with Bears. Niners. This has been going back and forth between six and a half to seven points. And I'm not sure why, because I don't hear a lot of cases being made for the bears. Maybe a Trey Lance fade. If you're buying into the poor preseason that he had, that he's not ready to meet the moment possibly there, but uh, let's call it. If you want the six and a half, you could find that. If you want the seven, you could find that, but we have the lowest total on the board between the Bears and the Niners over at Soldier Field. So that is screaming to me that you've got to look teaser if you just need San Francisco to win this game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not going to say anything that's going to make Bears fans uh, happy, unfortunately. Probably a lot of the same things that they've been hearing all season. But uh, I just don't know. Justin Fields is going to be by himself out there in offense. This is an offensive line that ranked dead last in QB sacked percentage last year. And now they got to take on a 49ers uh, pass rush that ranked third in uh, sack percentage. So he's going to be running around all over the place back there. And then he has no receivers uh, to kind of throw to, to help him out, to bail him out. So what I would say though, uh, if, if you find like if a seven and a half exists out there, then maybe uh, you might want to take a little bit on the bears, but uh, it's seven, six and a half. I, I just can't look at the bears and convince myself to bet on them right now. Maybe they come out and surprise us in week one. And then maybe my opinion will change as the weeks go on, but I'm sorry, bears fans. It's going to be a rough season. I'm right there in the same boat with you as a Falcons fan. Uh, we just going to have to put up with it this year and, and, and hope both of our teams recover a little bit the next off season. No apologies needed for the first time that I can remember uh, bears fans are being, somewhat level-headed 
about this. They understand what this season is all about. What is interesting, if you look into the prop market, is these two quarterbacks, Fields and Lance, the numbers are nearly identical for passing yards and rushing yards. So the style of quarterback that uh, people are expecting this season seems to be very similar, but uh, the Bears do not have Shanahan. They don't have Kittle or Mitchell. Some of, of course, Debo Samuel got paid in the offseason. Don't have some of that talent. And they certainly don't have the talent, like you mentioned, on the defensive line. You want to go over on the sacks prop? Are you with me there, Ian? Whatever the number of San Francisco, you can probably play the over. Yeah, that way, if you're looking for a prop, bet, <laughs> yeah. you're probably not going to find one better than that for sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right. I give you the board week number one. Any side, where are we starting? Let's start uh, in the AFC North, a little Bengals and Steelers action. All right. What, that's one of my favorite plays of the week. I am entering one of these sides in all of my contests. So I'm curious uh, where you're at. We have the Bengals as six and a half point home favorites against Mitchell Trubisky and the Steelers. Where are you at? And week one is so tough because we don't have any sample size from this year, from this season. So we kind of have to look at how each team did in the offseason and then compare it to how each team performed the year before and try to feel it out that way. Uh, so this game is a game between a team I'm very high on this year and a team I'm very low on this year. So I do like uh, the Bengals laying the points, the six and a half points against the Steelers. I talked about this last year. I thought the Steelers were truly one of the worst playoff teams in NFL history. You look at them statistically, like net yards per play, which is one of my favorite stats to look at. Mm -hmm. uh, bottom five in the NFL, the Steelers were last year. Uh, Mike Tomlin should have probably won coach of the year for dragging that team uh, to the playoffs. And we need to get over the assumption that the Steelers have a good defense. It's just simply not true anymore. They're dead last in opponent yards per carry teams ran the ball down their throat last year. Obviously they have one of the best defensive players in TJ Watt, but there's 10 other starters on the defensive side of the football, not a lot of depth there. And in terms of the Bengals, this is a team Joe Burrow led the NFL in completion percentage last year and yards per pass attempt. But at the same time, the Bengals had the second highest QB sacked percentage. They had one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. So in the offseason, they went and, you know, got that offensive line better. Signed Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, Lyell Collins. This is now all of a sudden a borderline top five offensive line. So you had Joe Burrow already put up fantastic numbers last season. Now he has an offensive line uh, to play in front of not to mention arguably the best receiving core, not to mention Joe Mixon in the backfield. I think this Bengals team is going to be dangerous this season. I like them to win big in week one over the Steelers. Wow. Laying a monster number and you make a strong case. It kind of proves that the Bengals, uh, what they accomplished in 2021, it was one of those examples where they were a year ahead. Right. They did not expect to make it to the Super Bowl. They, right. they were not expecting to make that sort of a run. They loved Jamar Chase. Did they know that he was going to light the world on fire, that he was going to be your offensive rookie of the year by a landslide once we got to the end of the season? No, I, I don't think they expected that at all. So this was probably always the plan for them to, to attack the offensive line at this point. Does it make any sense to say the Bengals might be a better team, but the results might not be as strong because everything did end up falling their way a year ago. Uh, Ian, we're starting on opposite sides. It doesn't make me feel great. I don't know. <laughs> I hope this is not a poor omen for the season, but I like the Pittsburgh side getting six and a half. And you mentioned the defense. It's not as strong as uh, many believe, but they do have a game wrecker on that side at an impactful position. 
And I'm curious what we're going to see out of Mitchell Trubisky uh, with all of the weapons. He's never had this many weapons before, and I'm not someone that defends him. But we know in a divisional matchup like this, Tomlin's going to do his best to play it tight and just six and a half. I, I just think that's a little bit too much for this divisional matchup. So we are on opposite sides on this one. I, I'm surprised when you mentioned uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, I thought you were definitely going to go with the big underdog here. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I mean, wasn't a week one last year, the Steelers upset uh, the bills, I think. In week yes, one they last did. Year as well. So, yep. uh, Hey, it's certainly possible. They can, they, they can come out strong in week one. Yeah. I, I want to say it was uh, almost the, the exact same number here. At six and a half. Okay, let's keep it moving here. I'll, I'll throw one out here. And I know you've got to play in the game. I don't know what your play is, but uh, this is one of my favorite sides. Also a noon game tomorrow. Carolina is one of the most popular sides of the week. Really? And this thing got out to two and a half. I feel like the Baker revenge is getting a little bit out of control yes. here. Now, I understand that they may have the advantage, the slight advantage at quarterback, but where else do the Carolina Panthers have an advantage over this Cleveland Browns roster? I mean, you may not like how they handled the Watson stuff, but there is no denying that Cleveland is stacked across the board offensively and defensively. One of the best offensive lines, probably the best run game. Some elite defenders, including Garrett, a strong secondary. Where are the Browns weak? You worry about the quarterback, but I trust Stefanski to figure that out. Frankly, I'm shocked, Ian, that week one, we have the Browns as an underdog to the Panthers, a team that might be firing their head coach midseason. Well, there you go. So we disagreed the first pick. We are certainly in agreement for this one. I agree with everything you said, basically word for word. I'm shocked that the Browns are underdogs in this game. Uh, and you mentioned it. One of the best defenses in the NFL last year. If you look at a stat as simple as opponent yards per play, the Browns were second to only the Bills. Uh, they tied the Colts for the most yards per carry. So, yeah, Jacoby Brissett uh, might might not go, go out and win a team a game, but he's not really a guy who's going to lose it for you either, either. So if he can kind of rely on the run game, rely on the defense, and, yeah, get this narrative, the Baker Mayfield revenge game out here. If you're betting on the Panthers because you think it's a Baker Mayfield's going to be extra motivated and that's going to mean something, uh, you should reconsider uh, your opinion on the game because uh, I, I love the Browns quite a bit. I'm not even going to take uh, the points with them here. I'm just going to take them on the money line. And, and you know what? We talked about teasing, which has become very popular as long as the juice is not out of control at your sports book. If you're not buying what you're selling, I can you buy teasing Cleveland more than a touchdown? Because that that's also a good look right. with one of the lowest totals of the week. Uh, this is early odds of Joe Ostrowski Sports Radio 670. The score getting you set for the rest of week number one in the National Football League. Early odds 8 to 9 a.m. every Saturday here on The Score. My guest, Ian McMillan at Ian MacBets on Twitter. He's a senior editor over at BetSided. All right, Ian, uh, your turn. Throw another uh, NFL game that you like. Well, I mean, this is the team I mentioned earlier. This is uh, a, a, my favorite team. I team I live and die for. It's uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So let's let's talk Falcons. <laughs> let's talk Saints. Yes. Nope. Nobody's talking about this game all week. The number has been going five, five and a half, just sitting at a dead number. We usually don't see NFL games close. So uh, curious to see where we are by kickoff tomorrow. But a very low total. It's uh, ticked up a little bit, hanging around that 42, 42 and a half number. 
but your Falcons, your Falcons are five and a half point dogs. What do you think? Yeah, listen, I, I'm not, you know, I know the Falcons are going to be bad this year. They're not going to be a playoff team and kind of similar to uh, you Bears fans. It's almost better to just not have expectations and know your team's going to be bad than a team's just kind of good enough to give you hope that they might, might make the playoffs. Um, but I don't think the Falcons are as bad as a lot of people are saying. Like I'm seeing some power rankings out there putting the Falcons dead last in the NFL. Mm. They have some guys on this team. You look at, you know, their pass catchers. They have Kyle Pitts, uh, you know, arguably the best young tight end in the NFL. You have Drake London, the first round pick. Brian Edwards was a good pickup uh, at receiver. The cornerbacks, their defensive secondary, A.J. Terrell has already established himself as one of the best corners in the NFL. And then they went out and got Casey Hayward. Uh, who is going to be a fantastic number two cornerback for them. So, yes, they have no offensive line. In fact, especially in their interior offensive line, you might as well put a pylon there that might do a little bit of a better job. They also have no pass rush, one of the worst pass rushes in the entire NFL. So they are not going to be a good team, but they have weapons. They have at least some players. And Marcus Mariota, I know it was just the preseason, but he looked pretty good in the preseason. One of the more impressive uh, preseason performances, I thought. So, uh, getting five and a half points, I think that's you know a point or two too many. I am not going to be betting on them to win outright against the Saints as much as I would love for them to start off the season with a rivalry uh, win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just think people are underrating the Falcons a bit. So I'll take the five and a half points. I've found myself this offseason talking the Saints up so much that I'm kind of uncomfortable with it. But it's just, it's a Bucks fate more than anything else. And I know Sean Payton's gone and you bring up a lot of questions uh, with that situation there, but they they do have an offensive coordinator that's been in the system a long time and has experience in Pete Carmichael. I don't know what Michael Thomas is going to be. I don't know. We have not seen him play football in a very long time. This is just one of those games. Survivor, I don't have the guts to take the Saints. I think there are better options. Spread. It just, it didn't pop to me, but I I can't argue with your pick. It's just one of the few games on the card I just don't have a strong opinion on. Now, I know you have opinion on this next one, and so do I. We've got the Titans and the Giants. Ian, this might be the only time that the Tennessee Titans are favored by five and a half, six points. I'm shocked at the number. And it's probably just because people don't want to buy into the Giants. They had a poor preseason, so I can certainly understand that. It wouldn't shock me if the Giants get that new head coach bump with Brian Dayball. This is just the Titans' fate on this one for me. And I, and I hope you're, uh, you're in agreement here. You lose A.J. Brown. They've lost a number of their most impactful players. I, I trust Vrabel. The reigning uh, coach of the year for a good reason. He seems to get more out of his roster than he should get season to season, but he's going to be up against it here in this one. Tennessee, I went under on the win total. I found that at nine and a half this offseason. I don't trust them at all, and they should not be laying this many points. No, I agree. And I'm, this is actually my favorite upset pick of the week. So I'm just going to take the Giants uh, outright to win uh, that game. I got them at around two to one. Uh, to just win this game. I wasn't a big believer in the Titans last year. I kind of made <laughs> enemies of Titans fans. Oh, Chelsea? Uh, Chelsea yeah. Messinger of the BetQL <laughs> Network going after you every single day. It was quite amusing. I loved every second of it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm just going to I'm gonna start off right where I ended off in last season. I, I don't believe in this Titans team. Like you said, I think they got worse. 
Um, with AJ Brown gone, their offense now relies even more on Derrick Henry. And I know Derrick Henry last year, if you look at his total yards, like he was still on pace to put up a ton of yards. That's a little bit deceiving because of just how many carries he was getting, how much they were feeding him the rock. Uh, not to mention the injury issues he had last year, but statistically last year, 4.3 yards per carry is what Derrick Henry averaged last year. That's fewer yards per carry last year than guys like Daryl Henderson, Damien Harris, Melvin Gordon. It's in fact the same amount of yards per carry as guys like Michael Carter, Devontae Freeman, Clyde Edwards Elaire, like Derrick Henry. We and it's kind of we all predicted that we saw this coming. If you're gonna feed a running back the ball this many times a game, it's just gonna wear on the guy after a few years. And I think we saw the start of that last year. And I think the writing is on is on the wall for how what his production is gonna be like this year. And if the Titans don't get production from Derrick Henry, uh, their offense is stagnant. They don't really have anywhere else to go to, especially with A.J. Brown gone. Uh, and they lost uh, Harold Landry, their best defensive player to injury for the yep. year as well. So uh, I think the Giants win this game outright. And, and like you said, uh, I don't think the Titans are going to be favored by five and a half points many more times the rest of the year. <laughs> Harold Landry, 12 sacks. Sorry, I'm just chuckling at, uh, I'm not laughing at Harold Landry. I'm laughing at Chelsea coming after you again, because yeah. I, I did see she was making excuses on Twitter again for why their season went wrong. Like, no, we all saw it coming a mile away if you pay attention to some Correct. of the numbers. So I, I think that's going to carry over to this season. How about this one? I know you've got to play here. I have a lean on this one. But I was surprised by the line movement in Kansas City, Arizona earlier this week. Not too long ago, you could have found Pat Mahomes at minus three against Kyler Murray and company. And then all of a sudden earlier this week, this number just got steamed all the way up to six at some spots. I can't quite explain the line movement outside of uh, some groups just getting together and waiting until they can bet more money. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Money and uh, going in on the Chiefs this week, I, it wasn't based off any information. Apparently, uh, found it interesting. You've got to play here. Which side are you on, the Chiefs or the Cardinals? Yeah, so I'm on the, I'm on the Cardinals. So I actually made a mistake in this game because I saw the line at four and a half early in the week, and I thought, oh, that's a great line in the Cardinals. I'm going to take that now while I can. And since then, like you said, that's gone up at least a point. Uh, point and a half so I, I I got a bad number on the Cardinals but I still kind of like him here I know when you talk with the Chiefs everyone thinks about Patrick Mahomes yes he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL yes he's you know electric to watch he's one of the most exciting players uh, people quickly forget though how bad this Chiefs defense was last year mm -hmm. 28th in opponent yards per play 30th 30th in opponent yards per carry they couldn't stop a run 22nd and third down defense 26th and opponent yards were past him 31st in sack percentage. They didn't have a pass rush either. So yeah, Patrick Mahomes is great, but let's remember he lost his number one weapon and he doesn't have a good defense uh, to back him up. The best thing that they did on defense in the offseason was sign Carlos Dunlap, who's been kind of streaky throughout his career. So I don't believe in the Chiefs what, uh, whatsoever. And the Cardinals have kind of shown us both Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury uh, if they want to bet on the Cardinals, do it early in the year. They always come out hot. I don't know exactly what is the cause of that, uh, but then yes. they, they stumble as the season goes on. So I like the Cardinals early in the year, and I'm certainly not as high on the Chiefs uh, as a lot of people are. I thought it was because Kyler Murray's playing video games on Twitch later in the year, right? When they have the new – I forgot which which game was it? Call of Duty. I think, Call of Duty, it? yes. Call He's like, when they release the new Call of Duty, all of a sudden the season goes to hell. Yeah. <laughs> is it Cliff Kingsbury or is it more Kyler Murray? Uh, certainly a fair question. Another note that I want to bring up before I cut you Lucy in is line movement. We just talked about that with the Kansas City game. Now, some of this is going through dead numbers, and, and we've talked about those moves. But there were two games where we're talking about cutting through some key numbers here is there something big to take away bill belichick an underdog by more than a field goal against a rookie head coach you've got miami minus three and a half it was two and a half goes through three to three and a half and also the washington commander's number has gone down against the jaguars it was four and it went through that three down to two and a half do these uh, line moves make sense to you i think a little bit because i I mean, I don't know. It's so tough in week one, but I, I think people, for one, the Dolphins are, are a lot of people are kind of high on the Dolphins because they got Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. I don't, is Mike McDaniel a good coach? Don't Do we, know. <laughs> right? Don't know. We yeah, know. Is Hackett a good coach? We're going to find out on Monday. I don't know. Right. And no, no one even knew who Mike McDaniel was really until he had a couple of funny quips during a press conference last year. And then all of a sudden he's one of the top head coaching candidates. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it's good to kind of look past the preseason hype for the Miami Dolphins and kind of really see what they're made of. And with the commanders, uh, I, I think the commanders might be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. I don't think Carson Wentz is good at all And their defense was really bad last year, took a big step back. So 
I luckily got the Jaguars early in the week. This is the big thing about these line movements. They say you should bet games early in the week, but it's so it's so hard to predict which way the line's going to move. So yep. Jaguars was a game I got at least a half decent line on. I got them a plus three before it dipped below that magic number. So yeah, line movement's tough. You never really know. Uh, it's it's you never really know which way it's going to go. Ian, I hate it here, but they're going to make us bet the Seahawks against Denver and Russell Wilson, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, this is another thing everyone's saying about how bad the Seahawks are this season. They're not going to be good, but are they going to be this bad? Uh, I don't know. I, I think we have to take the points at home for Seattle. Man, get to seven. Please get to seven. Make the decision even easier than it already is. All right, that's Ian McMillan at Ian MacBets on Twitter, senior editor of BetSided. Check out the Bacon Bets podcast, Vegas Insider. He's all over the place. Ian, appreciate uh, you coming on. Enjoyed my, uh, my visit with you the other day on your show. Thank you very much, my friend. Good luck with your bets. Well, we can't ignore week two of college football. Stucky from the Action Network stops by to share a few of his favorite plays today. And we'll look at the Bears' numbers heading into the season. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski. And this is 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. If you like what you're hearing, check out Joe's Gambling and Sports Information Show, Early Odds, Saturdays at 8.30 a.m., right here on The Score. The Score listener line is open 24-7, 365, and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. You've got Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Here are your Bears numbers before tomorrow's opener. Super Bowl odds. Do you really want to know? Here's the Super Bowl odds. Fifth longest on the board. Have to go all the way near the bottom. As high as 200 to 1 in town. Lions are not the long shot in the NFC North. It's the Bears. There's a number as high as 20 to 1 to win the division. Goes Packers, Vikings, Lions, and Bears. Oh my. Win total opened at 7.5, was quickly bet down to 6.5, and, and now BetMGM has it at 5.5 with an easy schedule after all the under action coming in. One of the most popular win total bets out there at every sports book. To summarize, the betting market hates the Bears. Week 2 of college football. The Action Network Stucky appeared on BetQL Daily this week, and we started with Florida, Kentucky. Take a listen. I was impressed with Anthony Richardson. Obviously, how could you not be? And the Florida defensive line as well. And I was not impressed with a lot of things I saw from Kentucky. It was a bit down on them coming into the year. Their offensive line was a major issue. I think they ran for under two yards per carry against a completely rebuilt Miami's Ohio defense, and if you look at that score, you say, hey, look, Kentucky covered, and it looks, you know, everything looks great, but they had a, a kick return to start the second half, but they actually dropped the ball before they went in the end zone, but they didn't overturn it. Then they had a fumble that popped up in the air that they returned inside the five. Very misleading final score. Miami actually played with them, and that offensive line, it's no longer the big blue wall. They lost a lot there, so I'm worried about that offensive line going up against Florida's defensive line. Kentucky does do a good job of preventing explosive plays. That's kind of like the M.O. of their defense, which is what you need to do against Richardson. I'm looking under here, under 52. I'm watching the market to see if it maybe ticks up, 52 being a key number. But 
I think that Florida's defensive line is going to cause a lot of problems for Kentucky, who really misses Wondell Robinson. And then on the other end, I think Kentucky will do a good enough job at least preventing a lot of the explosive plays that Florida's going to be relying upon this year. Stucky, not the best slate, but uh, this Tennessee-Pitt game is uh, pretty intriguing at Pitt. You have the Vols favored by 6.5 at most spots, total up to 66.5. Anything you like in this game? Yeah, I was hoping to get Tennessee at a cheaper price, but I think the market has caught on to Pitt a bit. Uh, I mean, if you look back at that game last week against West Virginia, I mean, West Virginia has the game in their hands, and it's wide open receiver, and it pops up and Pitt gets it and returns it for a touchdown. Neil Brown also not going for the fourth and one near midfield. A game that really West Virginia let slip out of its hands. I, I'm not a fan of Pitt this year. The loss of Mark Whipple as offensive coordinator, I think that they're just going to be a lot more conservative and way less efficient on offense than they were last year with Whipple, Pickett, and Addison. So, yeah, I was looking to get Tennessee here, but it, it's priced out of my range. I'm, I'm a big fan of Pitt unders this year. I think they're going to be a great under team, just if you ignore last week because I think that they're going to play extremely conservative. It's still a really good defense, but playing a Tennessee over, I mean, a Tennessee under, excuse me, one of the scariest things you can do. They go 130 miles an hour at all times. So this is probably a pass for me. What I'll be looking for is hopefully, you know, in a game where there should be a lot of possessions, pick those up early. I can catch Tennessee live. I think Hooker can make a lot of plays against a very aggressive defense where you have to make plays against man quarters on the outside, but they're going to play aggressive and press you. Um, so I think Hooker can have a lot of success against that pit defense. So I'll be looking for Tennessee live if they get down early. Awesome. What is one of your favorite bets for this week? I'll throw out East Carolina, uh, minus 12. They were really impressive to me last week against NC State. And Old Dominion, while they did beat Virginia Tech, I mean, they did not look good in doing so. They had five turnovers. It was a very fluky game. They had a touchdown off of a, a snap on a field goal that went over the kicker's head, and their offensive line was a major problem. They have a walk-on at center that was getting blown up almost every play. Uh, the offense is still wonky. Um, I think East Carolina comes out here after that close. You, ha- you hope that they come out fresh and not thinking about that devastating loss to NC State, but I think there's some value there. Uh, Eastern Michigan – plus 12 against Louisiana. Eastern Michigan, all they do is play one-possession games. The only team with more one-possession losses in the past five years is Nebraska. They tend to play teams tight. They're well-coached, always great up there in penalties and turnovers. They're not going to beat themselves. Louisiana playing two quarterbacks right now. Lost just a ton from that staff, the offensive line, the defense. So I think there's going to be some growing pains there, and I think Eastern Michigan is a tad undervalued. So, I like them catching double digits. Stucky from the Action Network on today's College Slate. It's survivor season. No obvious picks to start. We break it down next with weekly contributor Jim Miller. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Welcome back here on Early Odds Sports Radio 670 The Score. My name is Joe Ostrowski, and our weekly contributor is Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim, we always have fun talking MLB awards, horse racing, all kinds of stuff that's on our minds. You love uh, betting on the Bulls as well, but, I mean, come on. 
I'm jacked for this segment because as you know, as our regular <laughs> early odds listeners know, we take a deep dive in survivor pools, which have taken over. And if you look at Circa Sports, they have the Circa Million and Circa Survivor. This year, Circa Survivor has completely lapped. Um, you're in my survivor pool. You saw how that's grown and it continues to grow. I don't even know when it's going to stop. People are more in on survivor pools this year than any other time that I've ever seen. And the thing that I've seen, Joe, it seems like since the legalization of sports wagering here in the state of Illinois, there has been more of a shift to even the survivor end of things than there is for fantasy football, which, of course, is wildly Mm -hmm. popular, too. But I think it's because now more and more people have learned to read the lines. They follow the team. They know what everything means a little bit more. We're now into the third year of this, Joe. And because of that, people are really kind of honing in on really who's good, who's bad, where you can make some money, and just how popular these pools are. And the fact that you can make a pretty good chunk of change for not a large investment, and that's why people jump into these survivor pools. I think there's another part, too. It's not a ton of work. I just have to win. I don't have to worry about the spread. This idea of betting a little to win a lot is awesome. But also with these against the spread contests, and I do my fair share of them, if you're in a large pool and you want to win, looking for that monster payday, you've got to hit like 70% against the spread, which is nearly impossible to do with the NFL. And people have realized it. it, Maybe it's kind of like wasting money. You know, you can get some chaos here and maybe make some sort of a deep run in the survivor pool. Here, here's a great example of it. I was right around 50% a similar pool last year, and I was well near the bottom. That's how crazy it is, Joe, because when you're playing those leagues with the spread, you're right, there's so much to take in. You have to look at injuries. You have to look at weather. You have to look at so many different variables. What's happening in the last two weeks of the season? Who's sitting? Who's not sitting? All that kind of stuff with survivor, like you said, It's easy. You make your pick, you chair your team, just win, and you move on to next week. All right, let's look at the board for this week. I keep hearing people say it's a tough week, and I I was arguing that a little bit because my point is that if you look at the number of spreads that are five and a half or higher, we have eight games, and I would venture to say that the majority of the season, we will not have eight games around six or higher. So there are a bunch of games to pick from, but when it comes down to actually making that pick, I do understand what people are saying about how tough it can be. There are two games that have been north of a touchdown. It's the Ravens at the Jets. It's the Colts at the Texans. That's the big thing. Teams on the road. So we've got a couple north of a touchdown, and we've got a couple that could go back to a touchdown or they've gone back and forth seven and six and a half. The Niners here at Soldier Field, that's been going six and a half to seven. The Bengals favored by six and a half against Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers. Broncos, Monday night, six and a half at the 12th man. That's another one. Then you have a group of games toggling between five and a half and six. Saints at the Falcons, Titans against the Giants, Chiefs at the Cardinals. So where do we start? Because I've got a bunch of these games, even though these are the eight highest spreads, there's a bunch of them. I'm putting a line through right now and I'll explain in a moment. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you this. All right, I have a strategy this year, Joe, for how I'm going to play survivor pools. To me, there are five teams in the NFL that just are not very good, and they're not very good for certain reasons. They're either rebuilding or they're not talented enough. So for me, those five teams are the beloved Bears, the Falcons, Houston, Seattle, and the Giants. And real quickly, here's why. The Bears, there's no reason for them to win this year. First year of a new regime, you're trying to rebuild now. You want to get draft picks. You're trying to find out if Justin Fields is any good. You don't have the wide receivers. You don't have an offensive line. And if they don't win, nobody's job is on the line. Atlanta is much like the Bears. They don't have enough talent. Marcus Mariota is your quarterback. Kyle Pitts is good. The rest of your team's really bad. Houston, same thing. Davis Mills is the quarterback. They're in a full rebuild. Seattle, they're interesting. They have a couple good wide receivers, but Geno Smith is thrown to them. And then the Giants on the other end, their wide receivers are horrible, but it's Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Now, I don't include the Jets in there because Mm -hmm. the Jets have a good offensive line. They have a couple of young running backs that may be able to break out a little bit. A quarterback that you don't know what's going to happen, but I think they'll be in some games. But, Joe, to me, you look at any of those other five teams, just find the matchup where you can pick against. And I think almost every week you're going to have a valid team that you can pick against any of these five teams. All right, Jim, these are the ones that have a high point spread of at least six and a half that I'm not going to be using in Survivor this week. Tell me if you agree. Indianapolis, they typically start slow. I don't know if Reich is taking the approach of Belichick we've seen. We're not as concerned about the first month of the season. We've seen that. We've seen them drop games as massive favorites in week one before and blown up survivor pools. Divisional matchup on the road. I'm staying away from Indy minus seven and a half. Cincinnati minus six and a half. Everything fell right in their Super Bowl run a year ago. Steelers still have that lights out defense. I don't like Mitch Trubisky. Anybody that's heard me on the station before understands that, but he has a lot of weapons, more than he's ever seen before, and maybe he learned a few things in his time in Buffalo. So I'm staying away from Cincinnati, another divisional matchup. And then I don't want anything to do with Russell Wilson going back to Seattle in his first game. That place is going to be electric, and there are not a lot of spots where you have that big home field anymore. So of the bigger spreads, I don't want to use Indy, Cincinnati, or Denver. What do you think? I agree with you on two of the three. All right, first off, Denver, 100%. I agree with you there. Seattle, that is a massive home field advantage. I have been to that stadium before. It is loud. It is different than going to any other NFL stadium. I would stay away from that game. I agree with you on Cincy, too. Here's the thing. I know you hate Mitch. Mitch has a winning record in the NFL. He has some receivers that are decent. He has a quarterback that knows what they're doing. He's on a team that made the playoffs last year. I would stay away from that game. Now, Indy, on the other hand, normally, I would say you're right. But here's the thing. Indy was choke city in the final game of the season last year and didn't even make the playoffs when if they had done some things earlier on in the season that they should have, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have been in that position at the end of last year. So because of that, I think Indy has to take the early portion of the schedule a little bit more strictly with a little bit more concern, I guess, going after those games early in the season that you have to get so they're not in that position from last year. So actually, Indy will be one of my selections for Survivor this week 
I just think they completely outman Houston, but the other two I would completely stay away from. The part I did not mention is the Colts are also going to be the most popular play in every Survivor pool, sure. I think. So when I look at the divisional matchup on the road, I'm like, okay, those are a couple of reasons for me to stay away. There will be a number of options playing in this division to pick the Colts and to pick the Colts at home. So that's kind of the reason I'm staying away. All right, a couple of the larger spreads that we have not mentioned. Baltimore, San Francisco. Can you come up with a reason to stay away from the Ravens or Niners? Yes, I can stay away from the Ravens for sure. I mean, all the talk's going to be Lamar and the contract and everything along those lines. Again, I think the Jets might be decent. When I say decent, they may be five or six wins this season, but I think that's a team that can improve. They do have some parts there that are headed in the right direction. So I would stay away from that game for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, the Niners, they're my other survivor play this week. I just don't see what the Bears are going to do this year. When their first team has played other teams' first teams, even in the preseason, even though the Bears won all their games, their first team didn't do a whole lot. Their offensive line is bad. Their secondary in the defense is very young, and the rest of their defense isn't great, and they don't have the weapons on offense and an unproven quarterback. San Fran's D is going to be just fine. San Fran does have the weapons offensively, and I think Trey Lance, this could be a game that really could be a confidence booster for him. He should have the ability to get out into free space and run a little bit. He's going to have options to throw the ball. And I think San Fran opens up a couple of scores early and then is just able to coast the rest of the way. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The Score Weekly contributor Jim Miller with me of Hawthorne Race Course at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. And now that the NFL season is here every week, we'll be talking Survivor around this time. Okay, so we differ a little bit. I'm looking Baltimore, San Francisco. And then you're looking Indianapolis, San Francisco, correct? Yep. And that's the way I'm looking. Here's the one question I have for yeah. you, Joe, before we get into other survivor plays. The one bet that I love that I just missed by a game last year is worst record in the NFL. Okay. How important is Bears. week three going to be this year oh, when man. Houston plays the Bears and Seattle plays Atlanta? Because aren't yep. the two losers of that game going to be the front runners for worst record? Well, I'll tell you this, that we started to look ahead this week on BetQL Daily because a lot of people in these survivor pools, they try to map things out, which can be challenging, and you've got to be willing to pivot. But weeks three and four, Jim, are brutal. Brutal. If week one is tough, go to week three and four. The only big spread that I like in week three is the Chargers taking on Jacksonville. And I think that's going to be an improving Jaguars team. Yes. And of the look ahead lines in week four, it's one of the few weeks where there isn't any double digit spread on the board. That might be the toughest week of the year. So that's, it's going to be interesting. Other spreads we have not hit. You've got new Orleans minus five and a half against Atlanta Titans. That number has been hanging around five and a half against the giants. KC, the numbers five and a half at Arizona. I'll just, I'll just say that I want to stay away from the chiefs, even though I think they're going to take care of business this week because later in the season, they've got Houston and Seattle and back to back weeks. So I'd like to save them for one of those spots. Uh, Titans way down on them. I'm not saying I believe in the giants, but I think it's going to be an under-the-win-total season for Tennessee with everything that they've lost, especially A.J. Brown. Here you go, Ryan Tannehill. Good luck. New Orleans, Atlanta, divisional matchup. I'd rather just bet on New Orleans when I get them in the Superdome. And the thing is, okay, New Orleans, Atlanta is, is two bad teams playing each other. 
So I would stay away from that one as well. Here's the thing about Tennessee and the Giants. Like I mentioned earlier, the Giants' weapons for wide receivers are non-existent. If they're going to stay in games, they're going to have to keep the ball on the ground. They're going to have to run clock. You know Daniel Jones can run. You know Saquon Barkley can run. And that's kind of Tennessee's game now this year too, isn't it? So to me, this is a game that, that if anything, it's right for the under. That's the total that I would look to for that game. And then Kansas City has these question marks. No Tyreek Hill. Now, this could be one of those things where Mahomes kind of deals with it the same way Aaron Rodgers did for years. Whoever the wide receiver is, I'm going to throw it to and make it work and make them good. That could be the same for KC. I want to watch and learn a little bit. I'm going to probably actually wait through the first month of the season before I even consider using the Chiefs. Let's go. Let's go, Jim. Tomorrow it really kicks off. We we got Thursday, and that was an awesome way to start things off. So good. But, uh, but oh, man, I can't wait until tomorrow. Uh, do you have time? Have you been able to break down any horses today? For sure. We got 1.2 million in purses on the line at Hawthorne on Saturday night. It's night of champions. So three horses for you. In race four, bet the six, talk about valor to win. And then in race eight, bet the nine, Goomster across the board. Race 10, bet the seven, a line I jet set across the board. We're building the bankroll for Sunday NFL, Joe, and we're going to make some money, my friend. <laughs> you got that right. That's Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne Gym. Uh, Jim, good luck tomorrow. Good luck all weekend. Talk next Saturday. You got it. Survive in advance, my friend. Jim Miller, Ian McMillan, and Stucky all on the show today. Tomorrow, I'm back for the debut of BetMGM Game Day here on The Score starting at 7 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we've got BetQL Daily all week. Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is next. Cash those tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.